So we we, we are ready to get it started. Yes, ma'am. Here we Sorry. go. We about to pray. What? Oh. Yeah. I I definitely missed that on the phone. <laughs> it's all good. All right. So everybody, please get in your your positions of prayer and peace. Definitely, Father, we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for this hour. Father, we thank you for this moment. Father, this moment that we've able to gather gather together, Father, and to discuss energy, Father, feminine energy, masculine energy, Father, but most importantly, Father, your energy, Father, the energy of the Holy Spirit, Father. Let it flow through us. Let it flow through our words, Father, our thoughts, Father. As we have a conversation, a dialogue, we agree, disagree. We share thoughts and opinions, Father. Let it all circle back to you, Father, that we gain insight and knowledge that ultimately leads us to you. Father, we love you and we thank you. And this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 your boy Kyle aka the perfect gentleman and this is your boy Jay with the suede soul and the velvet vibes Lorenz Tall Mr. Love Jones Live All Will Everything Answer E all of the above aka Snapple Facts and we're back oh yeah with another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts two single fathers two single guys talking about love life and drinking libations and uh, who are we inspired by tonight? Tonight, 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 we are inspired by the one, the only Seven Roots Out of the Bull Shine Distillery shout out to our white cousins Wayne and Ken uh, this book, this bourbon is distilled here in Baltimore and Canton. Uh, the funny thing, the interesting thing about Seven Roots is it was formulated after uh, a spirit that was made in the Amazon. Uh, shout out to Wayne, whose wife is from Peru. And they took a, a trip back, visit family, and they took, a, a, a I guess, a boat ride down a down the river. They saw a shack on the side of the road, so they, it was shot side of the river, so they, they hopped out. Went to it. They were they were distilling a spirit. The spirit was supposed to be an aphrodisiac. Um, Wayne is an average looking dude. I think he's ugly, but his wife is beautiful. He told me I was like, okay, this must be really a aphrodisiac whiskey. I he, I was sold ever since. Um, yeah, I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> but that's the story behind Seven Roots. I mean, y'all ran through that bottle. So. But you ran through. Wow. This, not, this do you think this is ran through? This is this is uh. We on this is foreplay. This play. is cherished. This is foreplay. <laughs> Hold on. Rant ran uh -oh. through. Sean, Sean, camera three. <laughs> yeah, this is this is foreplay. This rant. We can show you ran through. We don't we don't want to get ran through. I think we got an episode. We don't want to get to the ran no, through portion. You want to slow walk. That's what I'm saying. It we wanna, it's it's foreplay. Mm -hmm. We you know we just kiss and caress it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a little sweet, right? That is a little sweet. It is. Yeah, that's a little sweet. Yeah. But Absolutely. as you can hear, we do have a or another returning guest. Um, she came. I really. What episode was it? I didn't. Uh, I, actually, I know one fourteen. Really. So she That's came. Impressive. She came in the in the in the third, probably the third trimester of our our podcast, and uh, you know she she blessed us. And she also was in Studio A. She was in Studio A. She also was in Studio she A. She studio has not been. A. It's our first time in Studio B. Absolutely. And uh, yes, so she has came back, and this is what two years ago, two three yeah. years. Ago? What yeah. number of episode is this? 
Well, when it gets released, yeah. So, <laughs> so it on, might possibly be. Yeah, this will this will be like one eighty nine. How many we have recorded? Maybe two fifty. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're definitely we're like coming up on six years. Yeah. We got to be two fifteen. Yeah, cool. and, and next next two weeks weeks uh six years. Mm-hmm. But um, nonetheless, we do have a, a lovely guest here tonight. She graced her presence uh way back in the early hundreds <laughs> and um yeah. with vast suppressing. Uh, yes, we 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 going to bring that back up. Yeah. That Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vast suppressing <laughs> has got me out of a lot and we going to talk about it. It's not going to get you out of anything today. Today we're going this to is, talk. This uh, is this is that was old, that was pre-pandemic me. That uh, was that was an yes. underdeveloped human now. Yes, you are well developed yes. now. Yes. We're going to dig into the well developed version. Absolutely. Absolutely. Word. Uh yes, so she is back. <laughs> And uh, she has a lot more wisdom, a lot more knowledge and love and light to give us this time. So I'm so happy and elated that she actually agreed to come back. It was, it Absolutely. was a nice little process to get her back, but she's here and um, I'm excited. So um, I will allow her to introduce herself and then we can get started to my left. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. To all the cameras. Hey. I am Dr. Tara Davidson. I am a clinical psychotherapist. I am a clinical sexologist. Um, my master's is in behavior, so I also do a lot of behavior stuff. Um, but more importantly, one of the biggest reasons that I'm here today is to get into love, to get into relationships, to get into the dating, the real, the pain, the trauma, but the excitement and the joys, along with the fears and the difficulties. So we're going to talk about it. Well, I look forward to it. Uh, so since you're here. One more time, let's cheers it up. Oh. Also sponsored by Chlorophyll Water. We all, oh, yes. Sponsored by Chlorophyll. Because you know I, I got to hydrate. got to hydrate. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, Tara. Yeah, yeah. Tell us why you're here. Why are you back? Oh. What, what have you learned since the last time? Your mind. Give us, Give us the knowledge, please. Oh, my goodness. Speak your knowledge, God. There's so many things that I've learned in this life, right? But one of the biggest things that we're going to do is sit down, not just with love, but vulnerability. And the one thing I'm going to ask before we really get into all of this is, are y'all tired yet? Hell no. Are you tired yet? I'm not tired yet. Okay. Yes. Now I'm going to tell you what I'm asking, I'm tired. what you're tired about. Are mm. you tired of this? Women. Not this. This. The clashing, the yes. Okay, Are you tired not the smacking. Not no. Yeah, okay, that, that's a whole different. No, that's a different podcast. Hey, oh, hey, respect. We stay the course. All right, all right, all right stay yes, the course. Stay the Thank course. you. Not, not tonight. We can't do this. All right, tonight. all right. I got my accountability <laughs> partner. See, that's why you gotta have an accountability partner. We talk about that. We ain't doing this tonight. Later. It's usually right. me that. You just, you just, yes, you, it is. You, you, yes. That's crazy. And you agree? What happened to the pandemic? <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah, I got questions. But no, seriously, there's a lot of push and pull, right? There's a lot of people all over the internet telling people mm-hmm. what they should do in relationships, what they should do in love. And, and a lot of times people are speaking from their experiences and their pain, and sometimes the pain is superseding the conversation. And so today I want to have a conversation that's not about just pain. It is about prioritizing how we can be more of us. Because everybody's talking about all the men and then all the women and there's everybody pitting each other against one another. But the question leads down to how do we get here instead of here? 
because I'm tired and I'm not even in the rat race with you guys. Mm. But I am exhausted of listening to the the women having to fight for the women and, and fighting for independence and fighting for being heard and fighting to be loved and being exhausted. And then the men are on this and they're exhausted and they're heartbroken. And all of these things are coming out in men in a more aggressive way than a more vulnerable way. So today we are going to get vulnerable. Today, yes, I know. Today we're going to talk about it, though, because there is no healing without addressing these things. How are we going to get better? We come from a culture of love, right? But it has strategically occurred that we're doing this, right? There's a lot of pulling us apart, and it's not even us. It's not even us. So I say this from the bottom of my heart that I am exhausted of listening to to person after person telling all the men that they should be this and all the women they should be that. And it's not bringing us back together. So let's get down to how we can get back together, how we can get to love the R&B music that you guys love so much. The, the blues. Yes. The blues that you love, the, the jazz that you love, the classical music that you love is based in romance and it's based in the black heart. It is based in the black mind. So we need to understand what the head and heart coherency is so that we can then start to love one another again. Because all of these narratives, we understand how we got here, right? No. And that's what I'm writing down. What's tearing us apart? How did we get there? All right. So we got here from the very, very tippity top, right? The very tippity top is that we live in a patriarchal society that's created by a white male. And in that patriarchal society, everybody is trying to be said white male. And unfortunately, we have a lot of black women and black men that are also trying to be that. So when you start thinking about the structure of how we got here, some of us were already here, but the ones that were also brought here, they systematically broke us up. You, you create slaves out of people, you rape the women, and you rape the men too. And so you're raping the minds and the bodies, right? You're breaking everybody down. You're tearing them apart. They're, the men are watching their women being beaten and raped. They're, they're having to watch their families ripped apart, right? So we move on down, and we've got Jim Crow, and we've got civil rights. We've got the pimp and hoe era. We've got the rap era. And all of these things did nothing but tear us apart, and we're the only demographic that does this. But it wasn't our fault, right? These things were created to break us down. And you got to understand that a people is a powerful people when everything around us is trying to break us down. It's not that we lack ambition. We're not lazy because we've tried to strategically create our own little towns all over this country. And every single time they would tear down. We would be further ahead in life in general if it wasn't for the systemic oppression. We admit that. We understand that, right? Yeah. All right. The problem is that when all of these things were occurring, we, we created a family dynamic where we needed a man and we needed a woman to be able to do the things in the home. But the way that a woman was treated in, in, this, in this world, this is not just black culture, but the woman has been a second class citizen, shit, third class citizen, to be honest with you, because black people weren't citizens. But I say third because a black man was still a citizen before a woman was. And it is an unfortunate thing, but we all feel the pain. We all felt it, right? A lot of our great-grandmothers didn't have jobs. A lot of people's grandmothers didn't have jobs. And honestly, some people's moms didn't have jobs. So there was a lot of dependency on the man. And in a lot of ways, some of those men couldn't make the money they needed to make, right? So they can't really provide for their family like they need to. And since we live in a white patriarchal society, the black man is now having a contour to what the white man's expectation is in his home. So we never created an expectation for ourselves as a culture. We're contouring. Right. So we believe that the American dream is the white picket fence, the two point five kids and the point five being a dog mm -hmm. and, you know, having our single family house. That's the American dream. But the American dream was given to us and we didn't ask to buy into it. It was given to us, forced on us like a lot of things are given and forced on us. Was the American dream given to us 
because we weren't given the our families weren't given that initial ten twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars to go buy a home in the new development that they were making when they were created suburbs mm-hmm. that created then that generational wealth mm-hmm. that that dream wasn't given to us no it wasn't given to us in theory right mm-hmm. but the mind jumped into the dream so the mind signed up for the dream whether they gave it to us or not it doesn't mm-hmm. matter our minds sign up for it so our men aim for it and our women aim for it mm-hmm. so no, we weren't a part of the privilege that came along with the dream, right? We didn't get to have all the benefits of it, but we absolutely are part of the rat race. Right. But the thing for me at this stage here is is really explaining that all of these things occurred. We start breaking down even when we get into Jim Crow and civil rights. And because the argument that we've been having, right, between black men and black women, they've been having in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. This is not a new conversation. Mm-hmm. The women are saying, I'm tired of doing everything. I'm tired of cooking. I'm tired of cleaning. I'm tired of doing this. And I got to work. And I got to come home and do this. I'm tired of having to have sex with him because he believes that he has to have it because he chose me as a wife. Being a wife doesn't make you entitled to her pussy. Excuse my language, but it does not. It does not. But on the same on the same note, men are feeling invalid if they do not have a paycheck because this is the white man's dream. The white man's responsibility to his home says that, oh, I got to make sure that I bring money in the house and she's going to give me what I want because, again, women were not citizens in the same way. So even marriage was a bartering system. He needed some cattle. I got a daughter. That mentality is sitting in our culture as well. It is all around the world. So women being tired is not a new thing. Women are tired because there's a thing. Everything about us, right, has to be checked and balanced. I'm going to tell you all a story, and this is from hardship for me to say, but I have an 11-year-old child that decided yesterday was hot, right? She goes to the Boys and Girls Club. So she comes downstairs, and she has her T-shirt on, and she's got her leggings, and I said, baby, you can't wear that. And she looked at me, and she said, but mommy is hot. And I said, baby, you can't wear that. And I don't want to have to go through all the reasons that you can't wear that. But when mommy leaves this house, if mommy has on a jumpsuit or, or, or a dress, I always have to wear a cardigan or a sweater. And she says, you want me to wear a cardigan? And I, I felt that for a second. And right. I said, I said, no, baby, but mommy needs you to change. I didn't want to have to tell my 11-year-old daughter that the reason that she has to change her clothes is because a lot of men lack self-control. We are correcting our daughters. We are correcting our women. But we are not correcting our men in self-control, and we've got to be able to correct that. Because the lack of self-control in a black man is the weakest part of him. It's the weakest part. Because a black man's infrastructure is power. But to sit yourself in a position of saying that you got to sow your wild oaks because, hey, that's a man's thing. Who told y'all that? A white man. The patriarchy. That's in psychology. The psychology is based around a white man's theory. They didn't even study people of color. They didn't study women. They didn't study women until it became hysteria. And they wanted to find out why the clitoris does what it does. It can't possibly be for pleasure. It's got to be for something else. Because women can't possibly walk the earth and feel pleasure by something. So you understand how deeply rooted all of these things are. So if you teach a black man that, oh, you got to sell your wild oats, you got to be in the streets, you got to do this, then that takes him away from his home, right? It takes him from his home. It takes him from one woman because they also understand that a woman and a man together in our culture is power. It is flower. It is the herb that nourishes everything about us. We are better in numbers. We are a community type of people. But we don't get to see that all the time because every time we get a little bit closer, something occurs and starts tearing us apart. And when something occurs and starts tearing us apart, now we have all the arguments. How many other cultures do we see doing this all the time, all over social media, all over the television? 
It is systemic because they know we are magic. And when we are together, we are greater magic. And that's what we're here for tonight. Wow. We needed a pregnant pause right there. <laughs> we had to let that let that sit. I hear and letting it sink in. A lot of our trauma dysfunction is stemming from patriarchy and the mm-hmm. ideas that were given to us. Mm-hmm. And even coming from slavery when to be safe you had to assimilate in some some capacities. And through that continuous assimilation, we adopted the American dream. Yeah. Through that patriarchy, which is very interesting. It it is the we study white male theory. Hysteria comes. We study white women, I'm assuming. We study white women, yes. But we never look at women of color. No, in in, in anything, mm-hmm. right? In the medical world, all the medical research is done on white people. Mm-hmm. So this is how we end up dying from kidney disorders because we weren't studied. So our numbers look different. Our blood work looks different. Mm-hmm. They're looking at blood work of people that lack melanin, and melanin is power. There's power in who we are. I promise y'all, <laughs> there is... There's a superpower in black men. There's a superpower in black women. And the one thing they understand is that when we walk in the room, they feel our energy. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think happens when a man and a woman walks in there? And whatever your dynamic is, when, you're, when you are love, the masculine and the feminine energy that resides in a couple that is melanated. When you walk in a room, everybody can feel it. Everybody can feel it. So they're terrified, not of our violence, they're not terrified of our hands. They're not terrified of our guns. They're terrified of our minds and of our hearts. Understanding that our love is more powerful than anything. That's why they don't mind if we're murdering each other in the streets. They don't care about that. What they care about is when we stop murdering and start loving and start giving a damn about each other. Because they know that. They understand what that is, right? They understand that, damn, a man in love is a different type of man. So let's a black not man our, in love. Yes. So let's not let our black men be in love because if he's in love, he is more powerful. He is more structured. He is more dynamic. He's and more he disciplined. Is gonna, yes. A disciplined man is different than a man. He's different than a man. Mm. But black men have a different thing to fight for in this world. Black women have a different thing to fight for in the world. Why do y'all think that every other demographic wants a black man or a black woman? Why do y'all think if you go on the other side, it's easier? Because they don't know your blues. They want your rhythm. I want to say something. Because I'm really at a loss for words right now. (laughs) Hey, listen, you're married, right? I am situationally divorced. Okay, no disrespect. Wow. Listen. God, I, can, I can't take this off the stand, yo. <laughs> do what you gotta do, God. Hold on. Want me to set you up with a different one? No, don't worry about it. I'm gonna just break the Move the table. Move the table. You're not DJing, so you can move the table. Okay. I got it, though. Okay. Don't worry about it. Hey, I want to say something, right? Uh-huh. I said not my camera shot. But, uh, <sighs> nigga, the, 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 the words. The words is what matters right now, okay? <laughs> the words is what matters right now. Do you understand something? This is why I love black women, yo. <laughs> like... No, real talk, Tara. Mm-hmm. This is like for real. Like why I love black women because the the affirmation. It's not even. It's the power in the voice, right? Mm-hmm. Your words are really like 
I think the last time you were here, I was like really caught off guard by your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call it Frere Connish. No, 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 no. No, but I'm just saying her delivery. It's just, it's, it's power. It's like when, when it's affirmed. When it's she affirmed. speaks, you gotta listen. It's intentional. You're one of those women, and I just really appreciate you because there aren't many examples societal societal norm wise there aren't many examples of women who are out here affirming not just men but affirming our race and mm-hmm. affirming our people on what it is really supposed to look like what black love is really supposed to look sound taste like our senses need to be more in tune with what that feels like yeah. you know what i'm saying like we talk about r&b we talk about you know i know this is weird but we talk about <laughs> r&b jazz all these things and like you know i'm my love language is music it's always mm-hmm. going to be music so for me like how i how i affirm people around me or how i affirm myself and and how i i guess how i vibrate is is everything is through music and my 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 vibrations are very like mellow mm-hmm. you know very peaceful very calm and very balanced mm-hmm. and it's that for a reason because if and when the time comes for me to be a husband and mm-hmm. get into a relationship my my peace or my inner peace number one my inner peace and my balance is already enough for somebody else that way I can balance them out and whatever they need and vice versa mm-hmm. and that's how I look at things um yeah wow thank you I know you're not even done. This is like only 15 <laughs> minutes, but I just want to say thank you for coming on because I understand that, like, you know, I understand the the, the reason why you're here yeah. and it's very important. And even though we, we may joke and laugh and drink and have a good time, but it's a time and place for everything. Excuse me? Move to the left. I'm sorry. There's a time and a place for everything. Um, You are amazing. <laughs> thank you. Real, real talk. You are amazing. Like, thank yeah, you. That's what's up, yo. <laughs> I almost cried like when you were just talking like dead ass, yo. I swear no, to God. No, man, I'm not going to nah, cry. No, listen, no, I, me, I almost cried. No, everybody might cry tonight because you really like, you really be t- like, you're a touching, you're a touching woman and I just, <laughs> nah, for real and and it's like, it's needed, you know, because we, me and Jay, we don't, life, life is lifing mm-hmm. right now, like low key behind the scenes, life is lifing. Like I, I talk a lot about my work-life balance and how I wish I could have like just more time for uh, the kids and myself and mm-hmm. just to have a moment to say, to just <sighs> exhale, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. when we don't have that, and I'm, and I'm literally, like I said, I've been, I've been on 1% since January mm-hmm. and I've been grinding and grinding and grinding. And you know, you smile through the pain, but at the same time, it's like, yo, it's, it, there's a grind, but when it comes to love, right? When it comes to love and, and that work-life balance, to to not to do it alone and not have that balance, sometimes it's a little, uh, what's the word I wanna say? It's a little disheartening in mm-hmm. a sense because it's you know that it could very well possibly be, possibly be somebody out there that's gonna be able to give you that balance, but then it, you're so tired, you don't even have the energy to even wanna put up with somebody trying to help Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that in itself is such a uh i don't know if 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 i say catch 22 but it's such a it's such a double edge you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. like it's like damn i'm longing for this i I know i need i know i need this feminine balance Mm -hmm. but then at the same time it's like you don't even have time to get no balance you know what i mean (laughs) i don't have time you know 
Um, so, so with with that, do you see a lot of that um, going on in in this day and age, or do you? How do you? So I'm gonna say an absolute yes, and let mm-hmm. me let me explain um, the uh, what I say is a, a situation of divorce because me and my ex husband are really cool. Yeah. We raise our kids in a beautiful way. Um, we are very balanced. We're very logical. We didn't have uh, we didn't have the chaos, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I know for sure that one of the greatest reasons that him and I are are close and we maintain a great balance with our kids is because for me, right? Both of us had trauma, but for me in particular, I have two older brothers that. Being that I was the baby girl in that dynamic, right? And so I watched them go through their struggles. And then my parents got a divorce. And that happened at 13, 14, right? The years that are your formative years when you're really getting into understanding love, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so these are things that, as a grown woman, I've had to fight to sit in my feminine energy because I have a lot of masculine energy around me, right? When you have a mom in there that, that becomes a single mom, now your mom is in masculine energy too. Yeah. And then if you have a grandmother that's a dominating force, it's a lot of masculine energy. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't have a situation where there was a whole lot of femininity running around teaching you, okay, you gotta be a little softer, you gotta be a little, I was mad chaos before. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a lot of male friends and a lot of that is because sometimes I'm half a dude. Even in my marriage, me and him were like really cool. And it made me wonder, am I am I too cool of a friend that's making it hard for me to be a wife? Because I really didn't understand what this dynamic is supposed to be. Right. We see something. And for me, I saw my, my parents were partners. So to me, I wasn't necessarily thinking about the love factor. If one washed, the other one folded. If one cooked, the other one cleaned. And my father showed up. My father was the, we go to church on Sundays and he makes breakfast and we had Saturday breakfast together. He did homework help and all of those things. So my father and my mother getting a divorce changed my life in the most impactful way because my father was available. Right. Like my my dad was a a dad's dad. He loved to do cookouts and he loved to laugh and talk with you. And I have a very close relationship with both of my parents. My parents are like my best friends. So when you're a young girl and you've never had a day without your father, if you've never had a day without your father, you don't know what you don't have if you never had it. But I promise you, if you have had a father to love you, you feel the loss. So. The loss is different than losing him to death because he's in New York and I'm in Maryland. So it feels like a choice. It feels like my father made a choice to not be in this relationship with my mother. My mother made a choice to not be in this relationship with my father and nobody thought about how it was going to impact me. And I'm the only one that's considered a child because my brothers are adults at this point. Or the... the, the middle one was acting like an adult so he was like 17 but he's making adult decisions right so I really didn't have a male in there to show me anything I had to learn in this world like every every other young black girl unfortunately that has to be in a world without a, a man that loves them that really loves them it's not just using or talking or leaning on them as an emotional totem any of those things but a man that really loves you it changes how you move in the world 
So for me, it was me getting very defensive and watching what wasn't a great divorce and knowing that when I got older, I didn't want to do that to my kids because sometimes people think about their own hearts, but not their kids' hearts. These breakups destroy our kids, too. And nobody really wants to sign up for that, right? But when a heartbreak steps in, the mind checks out. Logic checks out a lot of times when the heart is leading. And so now we're not just breaking up, we're breaking kids. And we don't know what that impact is going to look like till they get older. And people say kids are resilient, right? Kids are malleable. They learn to roll with those punches. But why should they have to roll with punches that they didn't ask for? You made a conscious decision to bring them in the world, whether it was conscious or unconscious, you were doing things that would bring them here. And sometimes it's not one time, it's not two times, it's not three times. Sometimes it's over and over again. But even worse, sometimes it's with multiple women and multiple men. And now we have all of these things out here and that's exactly what America wanted for us. That's what America wanted. Because if we're that destructive, we're busy, right? We're busy dealing with the destruction. We're busy dealing with the trauma, dealing with the arguing, dealing with the chaos. So now you can't function at work. Now he might not be able to get that promotion because he's so busy sitting on the phone texting you because there's drama between the two of you. That's so real. And now she can't even function because she's sick to her stomach because she's been in bed for weeks because she's depressed and she's sick about the drama between him because we're emotional creatures. Everything that we do has an impact. Everything that we say has an impact. We've got to learn how to be more responsible with each other because who better than what brought you here? If you are a black man, the black woman, you traveled through her womb to get into this world. So why would you want to destroy another woman's womb if it took her to get you here? We are not in any way disconnected. We are not. And as a black woman, how do you want to disrespect the seed that got you here? You were specifically designed to be here. And if he didn't want you when you got here, that's his loss. If you have a father that did not want you, that is his loss. If you have a mother that did not love you, that is her loss. But what we have a responsibility of doing as a community and as a culture is learning how to love one another. Be kind. Be more gentle. Our men are fragile right now, and that is the God-honest truth. Our women are falling into feminine energy, and we are being more powerful because we are tired of masculine energy, and we want a soft life. And that soft life, unfortunately, is killing a lot of men because they don't even know what this looks like. All it looks like is we're asking for more and more and more, and they don't have anything to give because they're tapped. Mm. Unpack that some more. I'm a go-to. I got you. Okay. Don't you worry. The reason the masculine energy is tapped because he's been sitting in an energy that wasn't his and that was the white man's energy. The black man's energy is completely different, but the black man has to be able to stand on his throne and say what it is. He's got to not speak from his chest, but speak from his heart. It is not about being tough. It is about being loving and being vulnerable. And black men, too, need to sit in feminine energy. I don't know who taught y'all that feminine energy is all about chaos. It's not all about chaos. It is soft. It is nurturing. It is loving. Music is feminine energy. The things that make you feel good. Why you want to take a bath? Why do you want to sip on a little bit of drink and turn on the music to unwind? The feminine energy is the thing that makes you smile, right? But if you continue to do what we do with our women and our men, right? Now everybody's sitting in masculine energy and masculine energy is exhausting. This is why we need the polarity, right? I like a polarity of 80-20 as a woman, right? 80% feminine, 20% masculine. Because at the end of the day, you still have to be able to be aware, conscious, logical. These are masculine things, right? But I am a woman's woman, I am a woman's woman. I am a partner's partner. I don't desire to sign up to be in this life by myself and stop acting like y'all want to, too. 
Nobody wants to do this life by themselves. They want to do them this life without the chaos, without the drama, without the toxicity. But both sides are carrying the chaos, the toxicity, and the drama. Why? Because a lot of people are getting into relationships with broken hearts already and asking the other person to hold it for them. That's not their bag. It's not their responsibility. So most of us are not coming to the table with a clean slate. Most of us are having to come to the table and correct somebody else's shit. And you're not even responsible for it. So what if you came to this person with the love in your heart and sometimes it's not love, it's attachment. And we got to talk about that. But sometimes it's not love, it's attachment. And sometimes we're afraid to be alone because daddy left or mommy left. Your mother leaving is a big deal. We don't talk about toxic mothering in the black community enough, but it is a real thing. And the impact of a toxic mother is big because that's your nurturer. There are black women and black men that never got enough hugs and enough kisses because you had to grow up and you had to grow up fast. We didn't have the luxury of being the cute little girls and the cute little boys because the moment you turn five years old as a boy or a girl, somebody is sexualizing you because it's what they've done to our culture to destroy us. They teach our boys that it's okay to be seven years old and feeling the 16-year-old girl's butt or feeling her breast. They tell a boy it's okay to be 13 years old losing his virginity to a 25-year-old woman. That is not consensual sex. That is child molestation. And then we wonder why they're so broken and not vulnerable. We wonder why they don't respect the woman's body. Because they were never taught to. Something was taken from them. And we've got our young black girls that people love to say, oh, well, she knew what she was doing. She's in middle school. There are grown men that sit outside the middle school. I am from Baltimore City. I was raised in Jersey and from Baltimore City. And as God is my witness, when you walk out of your middle school, there are grown men sitting right there waiting for you to come out because you're vulnerable. They don't think you have a father. And we sit here and we blame each other. We blame each other. Everybody has to have responsibility and accountability. There is no more time to sit here and blame one another. Y'all got to be tired. Y'all got to be tired. Nobody wants to sit at home and have to take care of everything by themselves because nobody can bear all the weight. Nobody can. We need partnership. We need the number one word of the night, which is reciprocity. Reciprocity is the thing. And that reciprocity is whatever it looks like amongst the couple. But we have to be in a space of defining our relationships ourselves. But the number one thing we got to do is figure out who we are, what we need and what we want so that another, the other person is not looking at us as having a bunch of missing holes. And they're the recipe to fix the holes. They're the recipe to close the holes, because if they were closing the holes, when they leave, you're going to be empty again. So we got to get ourselves whole. But we God, we have to start uplifting each other. Men have to start sitting together and going to brunch and laughing and talking. And women got to stop saying that everything is gay because the man wants to laugh or he wants to be soft or he wants to have brunch. You got to let that man enjoy life because these things are nice. You can't put him in a position of saying that this is gay and that is gay and that is gay. But then also wonder why he doesn't want to show up for you vulnerably. Why he doesn't want to cry with you because he doesn't trust you from an emotional perspective because most of the time you don't trust yourself from an emotional perspective and you don't trust yourself from an emotional perspective because you probably didn't have a man to make you feel emotionally secure, mentally secure, physically secure, spiritually secure. These things are a big deal. We talk about finances in our culture. Our culture is years, hundreds of years behind, not because we want it to be, but because systemically they keep pushing us but if we know that we are survivors we can survive anything because we've done it so we absolutely can turn these tables around and stop beating each other's asses because we're tired we're in a prime position 
where the men cannot lead in the way that they would like to lead because they are not just fragile, they are breaking. They are breaking in half. And the power that sits in the feminine energy is that we understand that we are not breaking right now. This is the era of change. We are not breaking. We might be tired, but our tire didn't break us this time. Our tire broke us before. Our tire's not breaking us right now. Our tired is conditioning us to a soft life. The danger in that is that they're teaching us that you should be by yourself, girl. It's better to be by yourself. You don't need him. All we need is each other. We need each other, but damn it, we need them too. We do. But the, the, this respect, this adoration, this value has to come from both sides. So we need our men to tap in and show up. There are a lot of men that are present and they love to say, well, I'm here. Well, I'm here. But are you here? Because present and presence are two different things. And women are asking you to show up. Women are asking that if you cannot fully lead, that you tap me in. Tag me in. Don't put it all on me all the time. Tag me in and tag me out. We are supposed to be partners, right? Tag me in, tag me out. If you need a break, you need to open your mouth and say you need a break. You got to be tired of being tough. You got to be tired of being strong. We are human beings. And for the women, we as black women have been hyper independent for so long. We're trying to come out of this shell. This is a new climate for us. This is a new climate because black women have had to be responsible for the household and for working. Can you imagine what it's like to go to work all day long and still come home and have to cook, clean, wash, fold? And then y'all want us to suck and fuck, excuse my language, but you want that too. So she's tired. She's feeling like an indentured servant. She's tired. And then on the back end, the men are like, well, I've been at work all day. I just need her to love on me. I need some, I need some caressing. I need to have some, some sex. I need to feel her body. She needs to feel your soul. That's the disconnect. And you're not offering your soul because you can't even find it. You can't even find it. You're getting beaten down in the world and then you come home and beat her down and not intentionally. I don't believe it's intentionally, but sometimes it's so toxic that it's embedded in your DNA. The privilege of the patriarchy is embedded in the DNA of the man. It just is. So there are a lot of ways. One of the reasons that men feel like they're entitled to sex from their wife is because women didn't have that individuality we weren't people right and so because we were in a bartered system that trickles down in the genetics epigenetics is real trauma is real that thing passes down so if we want to be different and we do want to be different we can actively do the work to be different we start showing up but the men have to understand that if you need the women to show up in the way that you need them to show up you have to learn to be honest and open and vulnerable. You got to learn how to sit with yourself. There are going to be times when you're going to have to go to therapy, get a journal, go to church. Don't just do one or the other. Please go to therapy. Because therapy is not just for the woman. It is not just for your kids. It is about you as a man. And understanding that a lot of your power is limited because your mind is limited. Your mind is only thinking in scarcity and lack because of what you do not have at the moment because your mind is, is programmed to providership. And so all you're thinking about is what I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I got to get, I got to get, I got to do. And don't get me wrong, it's not all men. Some men are not out there trying to do more. Some men are out here living on women or living at home and not trying to put effort in there. I'm not talking about them today. 
And even if they are in the room, if you are a man that is in the room at this moment and you haven't been doing good, you haven't been taking care of your kids, you have kids with multiple women, you haven't been doing the right thing. Today is the day to get up and change it because you can. Every day we have a chance and a choice. And I'll give you this. Some of these men out here that are not being good fathers to their kids, have multiple kids with multiple women, might have been those same kids that were molested as children, taking advantage of as children, and growing up and really not understanding what love even is, what connection even is. But furthermore, what if this is a young guy that's in and out of jail, right? He might not have himself together, and y'all are asking him to be a father and to be a friend and to be a mate, to be a better this and a better that. He's not even a better self, and some of us have seen it. Some of us women have to take the accountability and the responsibility in saying that I knew he was a bad father. I knew he wasn't taking care of those two or three kids. And now I done felt like my child was a little bit different. Women got to take a little responsibility. If you knew he had a wife or you knew he had a girlfriend, leave his ass alone because you got to have some accountability and some responsibility. In all of this, there's accountability and responsibility. He knew he shouldn't have had his ass over there, and she knew she shouldn't be looking at him because nobody looks that good to put your soul on the line. You got to answer for this stuff. Karma is real. Energy is real. You get back what you put out, and now you can't figure out why your life is going so bad when you're working on yourself. You get it back. Karma doesn't care if you're right now in this moment doing really good. It doesn't matter if you've been on the, the, the straightest line you could possibly be in for the last three years, but you were a savage for the last 20 and you praised it. You were running through men or running through women and you devalue yourself as people because somebody devalued you as a child. I am not going to miss that point. I am not going to miss that part because that part is incredibly important. It's incredibly important. People walk around and, and, and if a woman is dressed in a way that the men don't feel like she should be dressed, they have something to say about her. This could be the most beautiful spirit, the most intelligent mind, and a man sees her in some shorts and a crop top because damn it is 95 degrees outside. But if he sees her like that, she's a hoe and she's got to be easy because she's dressed like that. What if she's dressed like that because it's hot? Y'all can walk around in basketball shorts and in, in gray sweatpants and in tank tops and in no shirt and nobody says anything. But if a woman walks outside in any level of comfort, she has to contour to a man that can't control himself because disciplined men are far and few. Being a disciplined man makes you a powerful man. Every woman wants a disciplined man. Every man wants a disciplined woman because all of the things that are on one side are on the other side, right? And right now we are breaking our power down. We are breaking our power down. I remember hearing a question and people were asking about black men getting successful and going to white women or going to Hispanic women or going to Asian women. I'm going to give you a real simple reason why I think that's the case. I think that's the case because white women in particular were raised under the thumb of the most powerful man in the country. And that's the white man, right? So they know all the hoops they have to jump through to make that one happy. But to make a black man happy, they need a little ego stroking and they need some sex. And white women weren't sexualized like we were. So there's a lot of things that are okay in their culture that weren't okay for us. They made rap songs about the things that weren't okay for us and then men wonder why women don't want to do those things that they rapped about and disrespected. The things that we're talking about are counterproductive. They are counterproductive. Like we really need to be in a space of enjoying each other again. Y'all know what that feels like when you walk into a room and you see people that you don't know and people you do know and the energy is good and everybody is black and you're in there and you're like, hey, Hey, you looking good. Hey, you looking good. Oh, you look beautiful, sis. You look amazing. Y'all know our energy on the street. We're like that with strangers, right? Amen. Yeah. Everywhere you go, you, you're going to affirm each other. Black women don't want to be enemies with other black women, but they got conditioned to fight over what? 
Men. Women got conditioned to fight over men. You got women beating each other down in the street to have kids in the car behind a man. And why? Why? At the end of the day, all you have to do is pay attention to our rhythm and not just our blues. We are a bigger people. I feel like I got like a stern talking to this whole entire time. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I'm gonna spit this water. <laughs> you said something. I, I'm, you said a lot, but something that stuck out to me was, um, I guess you can call it trauma healing. Mm-hmm. Um, where you want all of these things, you know, as far as a mate, you want all of these things from me, but you're so tired. Um, and then a lot of times you're bringing the, the, the baggage of what you thought was your idea of love Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, your idea of love. And you bring that to every person that you feel as though could give you that. Mm -hmm. And when you don't sit with yourself, like you said, when you don't sit with yourself and try to heal and figure out maybe why, why is it that the pattern is, six months and out three months and out mm-hmm. uh, seven months and out there's no years mm-hmm. it's it's monthly you know what i mean why why is it why is it just this why has it been why hasn't it when is my time gonna come mm-hmm. and i think a lot of times we we miss those steps and and because of the vulnerability and transparency piece where is though for as i speak for myself as me as a man like I've been shown that I cannot trust anybody with my vulnerability. I cannot trust anybody with my deepest, darkest secrets because there are people who get upset and hold and hold those in the back pocket, like draw fours. And when it's when it's at their convenience, when you're expressing yourself and they don't have a, it's not even it's not even so much of them having an answer is just a response to help. Mm-hmm. It's met with the draw four. Like, whoa, what about you and your X, Y, Z? And it's like, yo, what are you? Wow. And to use that against me, time is time has shown me relationships have shown me. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. So now I have to really, really sift and really like, what is the word? Um, Cater your words strategically. Allow people to be vulnerable with me first. Mm. You know, and I don't want to, and I don't want it to make it seem like it's so malicious and it's so uh, manipulative. Mm-hmm. But now I'm more on the, I guess, in a sense, the defense. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. in a sense, but I also know what it's going to take for me if I see that potential in somebody. Yeah, I'm going to give. I got to give some of myself to to that person. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the the overall vulnerability piece is now for more so for me. I want to see what you're able to trust me with. Because if it's something that you're able to trust me with and some information that I'll never I know that I'll never share it with somebody, okay. That's that seems like it was really hard for you to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Especially when you ask certain people questions like, "Yo, when you date 
there are questions and there are situations where it's you know it's always the so you know why are you single and <clears throat> the why are you single question you know can can be took as a compliment like yo you so fine like ain't no way you single but then it's like you know you're a little too fine why 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 are you single and then it gets to that point then it's then it's watching the body language on them explaining why they're single and then it's them listening to their explanations on hey you know i used to date this guy for x amount of months and like i was talking about the months instead of years Mm -hmm. and then if you get to the ones that have been with somebody for years and you listen to why it only took two years or why it was only it's less than four years less than four years to me you really didn't get to know that person because you know every four years how i look at it people change there's a there's always a four-year evolution that's just me you know me how, how i see things um but I feel like within that year's time, two years is really not a lot of time because even within the first year, how many dates have you really gone on? What's the consistency? What, you know, what's there? What was there for that for that first year? To get to year two, mm-hmm. then it's like you're just now letting your guard down in year two and now things aren't going right because maybe y'all have one type of argument or maybe somebody's shown, uh, shown their true colors um around that around year one it showed you who they really were but you ignored it because of whatever the case may be it could be sex Mm -hmm. it could be the over infatuation of somebody who's seeming to be this way or another and when you get to year two and things start happening where it could be from anything from domestic violence to just um verbal abuse physical abuse emotional abuse and you didn't see it coming it's i feel like sometimes it's a lot of times somebody was wasn't able to be as vulnerable or transparent as they claim that they were and then somebody came to you or you came to somebody unhealed and Mm -hmm. like you said didn't sit with yourself long enough to say hey i can trust this person Mm -hmm. with i can trust myself to trust somebody with this information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times we have a, a repetitive nature of that type of, those type of relationships. And in, and it, with, with what you're saying, it's, it's everything is a repetitive cycle. Mm-hmm. And we keep staying in this repetitive cycle for God knows how long because nobody is willing to really either A, put the work in, or B, stop the cycle to put the work in. Mm-hmm. So, it, again, the imbalance is is consistently there, and it's and it's always those rare few people who have, you know, healed or who are healing, and are trying to not be so hard on themselves to be vulnerable and transparent with somebody who they know could be a great potential, mm-hmm. uh, you know, person. And I just, I just really feel like, you know, once we get to that point and it's, it is, it's going to take a minute for everybody because everybody's, everybody's trauma happens different stages in their life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could have a trauma now at, you know, we, we are, you know, in our thirties and mm-hmm. how do we, you know, we thought we could deal with something in our, in our thirties. We thought we could deal with something in our twenties, the way we dealt with it from our teens, twenties and now thirties is going to be so much different because now we didn't did work to get to this point to be one to be this and then boom life smacks you and then you like oh, mm-hmm. 
Now I got to start all the way over. Now I'm back to ground zero. I'm mm-hmm. never going to get out of it. I'm never, ever, ever. And I think people look at that mountain to climb. And it's much easier to sit and consume the negative and mm-hmm. just stay there than to try to do more work to get out. Yeah. Like I said, me personally, what, five years? Took me five years to get to, get to the middle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To just get to the middle of my issues. And my vulnerability and my trust and and my traumas and triggers to get to the middle. I ain't even done, you know what I mean, the work. uh, I'm not even done all the work, but at least I can say within the middle, there's a lot that I left behind. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What they say, Hakuna Matata? (laughs) You know what I mean? That that last, I'm sorry, that last Mm -hmm. five years, can't go back to that. Um, and I'm going to make sure I do the, I do the work to keep progressing to not res, revolt back to that time that me because I can't be that mm-hmm. and I say this a lot of times I can't be that for me and I definitely can't be that for my kids mm-hmm. and I definitely can't be that for somebody who I see as a wife so I don't know where the hell I was going with this but <laughs> I got everything I needed to get from right. what you were saying I do want to make one comment and then you can take it back Um, but I do want to say a lot of the reasons that we fall into these these situations where you know you're you meet each other and you're hot and heavy and everything is great and then you figure I don't know why everything went wrong everything went wrong because you didn't see the red flags because your compatibility and your chemistry were leading right you were like ooh we're compatible ooh I got good chemistry he's fine she's fine so the the suitability and the connection go out the window you saw the red flags but those red flags weren't flagging in the same way because damn he is fine and woof look at that ass so you get lost in it right you get lost in it the reason that we want to make sure that we put ourselves in positions of learning a human being Mm -hmm. we are people we are people the other big problem that we have is that a lot of people are holding up somebody else's soulmate. Mm. I'm going to be real honest. Some of these people are in relationships they shouldn't be in because they're afraid to be alone. They have been together for a long time. They got kids together, but y'all are not happy. You are independently not happy and you are not collectively happy. And that person might be somebody else's person and you might be fighting because all you have is friction now because you're hurting each other. So if you are sitting around on somebody that you do not want anymore, if you do not love this person in that way, if you are not connected and bonded, if that person is a gallon person and you're a pint person, let them go. Because if you are a gallon person and this person is a pint person, how is the gallon person ever going to feel satisfied by the pint person? And how is the pint person not going to feel overwhelmed by the gallon person? So it's not that y'all don't know how to love. It's that you're loving the wrong way because you're with the wrong person. You're forcing them into a box that they ain't asked for. And that person is consistently fighting and trying to figure out, I gave everything I had. I did everything that she asked for. I did everything that he asked for. And that doesn't seem to be enough because it's not. Because one is a gallon and one is a pint. So you got to let each other go. If you're feeling like your souls are disconnected. There might have been a time when you were bonded because you had a karmic partner or you had a twin flame or any of those things that made you feel like you had to get a lesson from that person. But my book is going to tell you to take the lesson and leave the pain. And move on because the what doesn't matter 
Nope. The why doesn't matter when the what doesn't exist. Why y'all broke up becomes really irrelevant if the relationship is gone. But ending a relationship is about beginning a life. Stop thinking that the end of it means the end of it. What if y'all break up and decide to go heal yourselves, right? And go go get therapy. Go take yourself on vacations. Go live a softer life. And yes, men, for God's sake, live a softer life. Live a softer life. Men, what is it that y'all want to do that feels feminine that you don't do? I'm listening. I'll do it. You said music and music and... What what else you want to do though that you don't want to tell nobody that you really want to do that women do? Oh, um, I don't. You know what's crazy? Cause I don't really have nothing. Hmm. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Like if if it's something I like, I'm gonna do it. Like I ain't. I get pedicures. Like that shit don't bother me. I get pedicures with my girls. You had a facial before? Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That shit don't bother. Wait, I'm good, doing it. Ain't it. I'm doing it. Now let me let me turn let me turn my head because <laughs> some somebody was pandemic pimping. What you mean? <laughs> Pandemic pimping. What's, what's going on with my guy over here? What you mean? Not too much, not too much, not too much. Yeah, I know. I heard the tone change, yeah, right? Not too much of my boy. Not yeah, too much of my boy. He was about to go back in there. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> we, ain't, we don't got to go back there. Not too much of my boy. Now, what is the feminine thing that I want to do that I'm not doing? I've never gotten a pedicure, a manicure, pedicure. Um, Because I told, I was growing up, I was told it was feminine, so you're not supposed to do it. Ah, okay. Yeah, um, I've recently got my first massage. Right. I've never been to a spa, but I went to like a, a massage spot. I like that. Okay. Um, it was official. It was legitimate. <laughs> you was giving me that look, yo. You gave me that side that. eye, yo. See, I wasn't you gave me that, that side eye. Nah, it's, oh, uh, it's, it's on oh, Harper Road. Was. Shout out Bro, to, uh, I had to look. I had to turn to my left to look at you. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's on Harper Road. Oh, yeah. Oh, that does even sound better that way. Nah, my bad. Nah. Um, I'm trying to think. I... I've always worn pink because I was always told wearing pink is gay, but pre uh, that, that's always been a thing. What's what's something? I don't know. Those are the things. Those are the things. Okay. I think those are the things. So the reason that's important, right, is because to do those things make you softer in life in general, right? So then you don't just feel weighed down by life. Again, <laughs> masculine energy is exhausting. Mm. I know. I spent a lot of time in it. I want to. I want to at church. I want to. It's a couple guys, and not to cut you off. I apologize, mm, but it, it's come to me that I want to be like, yo, I want to be your friend. I don't know how to do that. <sighs> like I like, yo, you a cool dude. Like you play guitar. Like you a really cool dude. Yo. Like I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. He knows wanna, now. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it is only like two guitar players. So. <laughs> but that's important mm-hmm. because the one thing I feel like men need. Is men that are men that are disciplined men that are growing men that are changing men. Men can be very comfortable. But talking about talking about women or talking about business or talking about money, they're comfortable talking about those things, right? But what about the hurt and pain? Like, what about the fact that a lot of men that are showing a lot of aggression, that, that all the anger and all of that, that's your feelings are hurt. So y'all don't really have the opportunity just to sit in the space and, and feel comfortable enough. And some men do. But a lot of men do not feel comfortable enough saying, listen, girl, I understand you're having a bad day, but damn, you hurt my feelings. Like, you don't got to say it like that. 
talk to me differently. Talk to me softly. I want you to talk to me softly. I want to talk to you softly too. But we're sitting in here and we're going to war because now you're raising your voice and I'm raising my voice and she's raising her voice because her heart's broken. And you're raging because your heart is broken and you can't just raise your hand and be like, listen, baby, this hurts. But do y'all understand how easier that would make it for all of us if everybody could just come to the table and say, you hurt my feelings? Men say, oh, and I hear a lot of black men say, it's easier for women to express themselves than men. Who the hell told y'all that? It's safer. No, no, What'd no. you say? Let me tell this you This is why. my experience. Hold on, hold on. What'd you, what'd you say? Say it one more time. Why uh, men think that it's easier for women to express themselves than men? Life lessons. Okay. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give that to the patriarchy again because somebody taught y'all that it's just so much easier for us. At what time did a woman, did a black woman in the world speaking on her emotions and really letting people know when something is bothering her, hurting her, is unproductive and, and, and unnecessary? When did that warrant a positive response for a black woman? Because in the work world, we're, we get called the angry black woman, right? In the in the streets, we're called angry amongst each other. So expressing ourselves as black women has not been easy for us either. It's been hella problematic. Hella may, problematic. May I may I push back slightly? Not not dis, not no, disagreeing because no, no, everything I agree with everything you said. For me, I'm looking at it in when you express yourself to other black women, other women, it's easier. I'm not saying in the world. I don't absolutely know it's not, and that 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 is a place of privilege. I had to realize I have. I actually had privilege in certain areas. In the place of your friends, your homegirls, it appears mm-hmm. outside looking in that it is easier for you to say that hurt my feelings than for me to say that to someone I'm dating or, you know, hey, you didn't have to say it that harshly because life has shown me or I've received that, well, stop being a punk. Mm-hmm. Stop being a man or well, you said this, and so now it's combat mode. Mm-hmm. When you offer it the white flag with vulnerability, like, hey, that hurt my feelings. And now I have to justify why that hurt my feelings as opposed to it being accepted that mm-hmm. it hurt my feelings. So two things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to counter it. I'm just going to add to it. Yeah. So black women have that same uh, infrastructure inside her her dynamics, right? Because in a, in a woman's, in a black woman's friendships, right, there's, sometimes there's two of us, sometimes there's three or four of us, but... Mm-hmm. Every woman in that dynamic is different. No woman in their group is exactly the same as the other one. We're all very different and we're all very different because, you know, energy attracts other energy, but we have to have differences that bring us together. But in those same groups, a lot of us women are sitting in masculine energy. So our masculine energy is causing friend group problems as well. And no, it's not that easy just to talk to your girlfriends about everything you're going through. Because women are also judgmental, just like men are judgmental, right? So now you got to fear that, damn, if I tell her I got problems with this damn nude again, she going to call me stupid. And if she don't call me stupid, she going to think I'm stupid. Ooh. And then you got the other ones where you it, it might be a job. It might be money. It might just be feeling depressed. What if you got a bunch of women that only know high drive? And here you are feeling depressed and feeling like you don't want to be high drive anymore. And you're terrified to tell them because they're go-getters. We have problems in our dynamic too. Mm. The problem is that y'all keep thinking this shit is easier and we have a lot of the same things and we don't get to express it in the same way. And this is why pillow talk amongst boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives is a thing because that pillow talk happens because maybe they couldn't express it to their friends yet. 
Or maybe they're keeping up a facade because a lot of people are in their friend groups keeping up a, a, a personality type of who they want people to believe they are. So now they're in their friend groups lying about who they actually are. And nobody really knows anybody in the dynamic because nobody's showing up authentically. So now they go into their friend group and they have brunch or they have lunch or they go play pool or they go play basketball and they do all of these things. But they're only showing up as half of themselves because the one half of themselves is sitting in trauma. So they're walking around not trusting. That not trusting thing is not in just loving relationships. It's also in friendships. So if you don't trust the people that you were born to, now you're coming to this dynamic and you really want to trust this group of people, right? But you don't know if they think you're stupid or crazy or a hoe or acting an ass. And women, like I said, are mad judgmental. So what if you're living in what you call your free life and the other three girls are, are a little more conservative, but you want to be outside. You want to be outside and now you got to worry about, oh, damn, I can't even tell her because she, she might she might judge me. And here she go preaching to me again. And I don't really want to hear that. And I don't really want to hear what she's going to tell me about what I should wear and what I should do because women do the same thing because again, a lot of masculine energy, a lot of matriarchal energy because a lot of these women that we are in the world with are also mothering siblings or mothering nieces or taking care of parents or taking care of fathers because the one thing that is for certain, two things for sure, when a boy is born, he gets to sit and understanding that he needs to provide for someone at some point maybe, if he's lucky, if he wants to. If, he, if wants to. he wants to, right? But the one thing about a woman is that her responsibility is that she has to double back and take care of her family. Men get to leave and run off and go marry somebody, sleep with a bunch of women, marry one person and have a bunch of kids, marry no one and have a bunch of kids. Men get to have opportunities and options. But when you are a daughter in this world, the expectation is for you to double back and take care of your family. And if you don't double back and take care of not just your household, but you got to double back and take care of mom, you got to take care of dad, your little sister needs something, your brother is locked up, you got to send this and you got to send that and you got to make sure everybody is good but the men don't have to double back they only have to look forward and that's the shit that's a little bit unfair so when i'm asking the men to consider the women and the women to consider the men we can't do this by ourselves because we're tired we're just tired but we're not having the right conversations and i hope and pray that the right conversation is starting today are you are you speaking on like majority situations in the black community? Yeah. Yeah. As far as like men getting to have that opportunity and more options to do whatever they want? Yes. When I say more options to do whatever they want, it's the option to get up and just walk out the door from the not having kids. The option We all saw Harlem Nights check. I ain't never coming home and hung the phone up, right? It's the op it's the option. If women, I'm just being honest, because if, if women do that, it's a little bit different, right? It's a different responsibility. Oh, she got up and she left her kids. Because a woman's worth is wrapped up in her ability to keep a man and take care of the kids. Do all women do it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it's the norm that if a woman has a baby, it's mama's baby and papa's baby. We all heard it. That didn't come from nowhere. So it's not that men, because I don't like the whole who's it easier for. I don't like it because it's hard. Especially in the now, in this current climate that we're in, things are hard. Mm -hmm. It's just different. We have different responsibilities yes. and different abilities. You got a thought. Go. Yeah. I think I had a thought. From from that from that perspective, I really feel like because it's just so much generational trauma mm -hmm. that is being passed down and a lot of times it has to do with um It has to. It, a lot of times, it has to do with uh, the the women, the women 
from 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 my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I'll put it to you like this, right? Just so you get a clear understanding, because you said this earlier. I want to get back on it. Women, from grandmom to mom to aunties, whatever. I, my my family is woman dominant, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of those women really sit in in, in masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that my upbringing, in a sense, was I wasn't allowed to express probably until I moved out mm-hmm. and even and even then my ability to express was very uh spoon fed mm-hmm. so yeah when you're a teenager you get a little testy it's like you know you question like why you know like well that some things just didn't make sense so mm-hmm. you just so you question but then even if you question especially in our, in our community like you can't question shit mm-hmm. You feel me like, yo, who are you to question me <laughs> as your mom or me as your, you know, as an, it's just, it's just hierarchy from adult to child. Like, who are you to even ever question anything I have to tell you to do or anything I have to ask you? Like, you should never question anything because A, I'm your mom or A, I'm your dad or I'm the adult, you're the child. Um, if I'm the one that's providing all of this, these, this life for you. You should be thankful and shut the fuck up and just move on with it. You don't have an opinion. You don't have any say so. And it's like, okay. That in turn, you get older, you don't know how to handle conflict. Because now your conflict resolution is, hey, I don't argue. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't want to fight you mm-hmm. because I don't really fight or have conflict with anybody. I'm cool, man. Sorry. You a bitch. Well, I'm not a bitch. I just don't want to argue with you because I don't I don't have good comebacks. I don't I wasn't taught to argue. <laughs> I wasn't taught to argue. But then at the same time, you watch I watch my mother um and my grandmother. I watch I watch the women in my family. I won't just pinpoint it, but I watch the women in my family argue. How they argue. And I'm realizing that sometimes the way that I may have discrepancies or, or debate with people, I go here a lot of times. I go up like immediately. And I know that that comes from watching how the women in my family, how they argue, they go up immediately without without logic. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I had to get older and, you know, hanging around my the older men in the family, I had to watch them how they how they debate. Mm-hmm. You know, and once you watch them. There's a lot of there's a lot of pausing and there's a lot of thinking and that's why the way I think the way I talk the way I talk is a lot of times I'm I like to think before I speak and you know trying to couple that trying to blend those together at 37 from being a person who who in relationships prior don't really conflict and don't really combat and don't really go back and forth maybe that was one of the reasons why. A lot of times it didn't work out in my favor because I was seen as weak. Mm-hmm. I was seen as, you know, like he don't, he just don't, you know what I mean? He don't do nothing. He's weak. He's, he's soft. He's I'm like, yeah, why? Because I want to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Peaceful to me doesn't equal soft. And then a lot of times I just, I, um, that held me back from from really wanting to be in other relationships because I know how I am. I'm peaceful. Like pe- being, me being peaceful does not equal soft. So then a lot of the time, so then now I, I, it, it also kind of made me develop this other alter ego. Like, yo, I, I'm like, well, let me see how this works. If I start talking about like, you know what I'm saying? Get your ass over, you know what I mean? That's not ever me. You know what I mean? Like, 
Did you do that though? I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. I tried it. I did try it. I did try it. I did try the whole like, get your ass off. You know, I did try that one time. I was like, even laughing at myself because I'm such a goofball. Like, I was like, yo, that. That wasn't it, was it? I was like, yo, don't ever talk to me like that. I was like, yeah, you, you're right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I apologize. Girl, you know I'm crazy. You know I'll be tripping off the yak. But, but yeah, it, it forces you to be, you know, it forces you to be, going through those things forces you to be somebody you don't ever want to be. And I think now, just with how life has progressed and shown me, there, I'm, I'm, just, a, I'm just a man. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a man who's going to keep being the man that I am, especially raising two girls. Um, and I have to be, for me, I have to be in feminine energy. Mm -hmm. I have to be soft, but I also have to be very masculine because I got to show them that, yo, shit is real out here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be tired. Yeah, I'm going to fall asleep during watching movies because I'm tired. I'm tired because I have to provide for us. I have to provide for not just me, but you and your sister. I'm tired because I'm doing all of this to let you guys know that I, I've, me working is showing you that I love you. If I quit and don't do it, I don't love you. And, mm -hmm. that, and that's what I equate that to. I don't love myself enough to keep pushing and providing and progressing. So if I stop, then that means I stop loving you. That means I stop loving myself because I don't want to do this anymore. And how can I? Mm -hmm. Like I have no other option. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, and the same thing with Jay, like we, there's, we, we know men, I've known, known men, um, who've, who've had the privilege or the non-privilege to not be in a kid's life and, and been okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and been okay with like, Yo, yeah, like me and me and me and Shorty going going through something X Y Z, and like yo, I ain't seeing my kids, and I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, go see your kids. Mm -hmm. Like yo, fuck what y'all going through. Like, go see your kids, please. Like yo, and and how? What do you mean? Like, how do you have that option? How do you have that? How are you comfortable with having that option? Yeah. Like some of us don't even, some of us don't even have the privilege of seeing kids every other weekend and you're telling me that you're okay with like not seeing your kids at all that look that legit look like you that have your last name that have your personality that you are you fucking kidding me mm -hmm. so when it comes to getting getting kudos for being a good mother or a good father i'm like yo i don't have no option like mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you want me to do like you want me to just quit you know what i mean like i'm not i don't do this for awards i do this because there's no other option Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just gotta be it's gotta be a way that we can come together and 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 lift up our brethren and live up our you know our brothers and sisters and let them know like yo it's it's okay to be this way it's okay to be that way but but please treat your uh treat your life as if there's no option of of decreasing that's how i look at things and I want to keep looking at things like I don't have no option. Like quitting is not an option mm -hmm. for me in this in this moment right now. But Jay, I, Jay, I saw you was about to say something. Yeah, you was, bro. Stop. Don't lie, bro. Be vulnerable, bro. I, I'm being vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Don't lie to me, bro. I am being vulnerable. I wasn't. I had nothing to say. That's why I was looking at you, bro. Nah, nigga, You can run back and take. <laughs> Do you have thoughts or additions? I am. I I am curious. Of a lot of things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you spoke a lot about masculine and feminine energy, or you did rather. Mm-hmm. What is it about women if they surround themselves around a lot of masculine energy? What is it about men if they surround themselves around a lot of feminine energy? Is that a should that be a flag? Green or red? Like, is it a thing? Mm, okay. The why is the biggest thing, right? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about a man that's surrounding himself around a lot of feminine energy that he has had sex with? Mm. Or are we talking about a man surrounding himself around feminine energy that is his friend? Because being a platonic friend being a lover, being a person that have had casual sex together or being in and out of a relationship is a very different dynamic. Men can have platonic relationships with women. The fact that people think that they can't only tells me one thing. Again, it leads back to patriarchy and egos on both sides and all of those things. But everybody needs each other, right? The reason I have had great, amazing black men as my friends amazing black men as my friends they show up as phenomenal fathers they are phenomenal people and they have had their flaws because we all have our flaws and nobody is perfect but the reason that I need them is because they do a lot of checking and balancing of me sometimes right because sometimes I'm sitting in my masculine energy and they're like T T you acting like a whole dude right now (laughs) and then I gotta be like oh 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 shoot because that's my that's a little bit of my chaos right mm-hmm. a little bit of my chaos where people think that the chaos is the uh, the feminine energy a lot of that chaos is that is that masculine energy my failure to be vulnerable because i understand aggression better than vulnerability hmm. so a lot of us have yeah. that same thing where does right? that come from my dad so my parents getting divorced like i told you earlier my parents getting a divorce my masculine energy leaving my father was healthy masculine energy so my father he did not believe in having gender roles in our house because he didn't have gender roles in his house. His mother was a hustler. You hear me? His mother was a hustler. And so you, she raised her kids. Her kids are really intelligent beings. And they raised their kids to be smart, right? My dad's in the, he's an attorney, right? Black, black man, dark black man. Going to Ivy League schools and walking around in places that they don't think he belongs in. They don't think that man belongs there. They don't think he should be doing and being capable of what he it does and is capable of. And my father is a really intelligent man, mm-hmm. right? And what's the greatest weapon that we have in this country is an intelligent black man. Mm-hmm. It is not by a mistake that black women lead in entrepreneurship and education. That is not by a mistake. Now, if you saw the New York Times article that talks about why the power couple in the United States is a white man and a black woman. That is by design. Mm. That is why by, this is by design. And I want to be really, really honest right now when I say that if black men don't figure out a way how to love themselves so they can love these women, the white men are strategically walking in this door. And the reason that they're strategically walking in the door is because the Eve gene is a real gene. The there is The Eve uh-huh. gene is a real gene. And black women possess that thing. They want that thing. They want the mitochondria. They want the melanin. That's what wow. they are asking for. A black girl and a black woman is a powerful being. So they set black men up to not just destroy black men, but to destroy the black women. Because if the black women understood that she is carrying an Eve gene of power and she is going to be the legacy holder, not a man. A man is not the legacy holder because the woman carries the mitochondria. She is a legacy holder. But they teach men that you can spread your seed and you'll, you'll be passing down who you are. You're passing down your legacy. You're passing down a last name that the child might not even get. 
But what the woman is passing down is powerful. But when you put that melanin and that melanin together, the gift is just different. Our black children are a different type of powerful. Why do y'all think that the school system wants to diagnose all of them with ADHD and give them a medication that is going to shut down the creative part of their brain? The creative part of a black man's brain is the creative part of a black man's brain. And who is on ADHD more than any other demographic? It's the little black boys. Man, listen. For being for being little black boys. Yes. He's supposed to be rambunctious at seven. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a seven year old. He's five. He's supposed to be jumping off chairs. Not in America. He is a weapon not used yet. And not the weapon that you're thinking of because you're thinking of guns and knives and violence and killing and shooting and robbing and raping. No, the weapon I'm talking about is his mind because mm-hmm. the weapon that they use against them is the medication to shut down the mind, to get him to sit still and be obedient and be quiet and shut up and don't have an opinion. And let me feed this self-fulfilling prophecy to you so that when you grow up, you don't think that you're shit and you don't be shit. And everybody around you thinks that you're not shit, too. And now all you do is cultivate that belief. But you can be better and you will be better if we all start breathing life into each other. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this stuff happens when we're really young. When we're really young, somebody said a thing to us. Somebody told a little black girl that she's strong and she's tough. And so she grew up and that instantly makes her masculine energy now. Because she didn't ask to be strong and tough. Where, where little boys fall down and they say, stop acting like a girl. A little black girl falls down and they say, oh, you better get up. I don't play that. Get up. Because y'all think that the mothers are more kind to their daughters. But in the black community, a mother is hard on her black daughter mm-hmm. because her black daughter is going to have to get it without a man because we didn't depend on a man for a very long time. Raise and your daughters, love your sons. Yes. And so the reason that they're, they're raising their daughters and loving their sons is because people believe that, oh, because the boy needs to have love. But no, because she needs to have love. A lot of these women have had sons and they needed a man to love them and they had to give oh birth to gosh. it. Oh, my gosh. They had to give birth to the boy that is going to love them because the men have failed them, whether it's their father, whether it's their grandfather, whether it's their brother. Somebody has failed them. And so they give birth to this little life and it's, oh, this is my baby. This is my son. This is my prince. This is my king. And now he has a crown on his head that he didn't ask for. So now he's got to walk around and hold it for mom. He's got to carry it for mom because I need my mother to be good because she's sacrificed because all black women know that their mother is the greatest because she's sacrificed for them. And sometimes you know, the women are not sacrificing in the way that we all believe sacrifice exists, right? Sometimes our mothers are, are in different positions. They have been raped. They have been beaten. They have been threatened. Some of them are on alcohol and on drugs and they're just trying to survive. They're not trying to cheat the system. They're trying to survive. They are just trying to survive because at the end of the day, our mothers are people. Our fathers are people. But we as children believe that they are superheroes and supernatural. So we don't even look at them as being human and being vulnerable and needing to cry. So we're mad at mom because she's an alcoholic. We're mad at dad because he's on drugs. We're mad at mom because she has a bunch of men in and out of this house. And we're mad at dad because dad can't seem to settle down. Dad's not making money. Dad is not being the dad that he should be. We're mad at each other for things that superseded us because that trauma runs in epigenetics. And it's your mother and your grandmother. So we're walking around being responsible for some shit that doesn't even belong to us. But our hearts are heavy. The crown is heavy. Our feet are tired. Our feet are tired. We're tired of walking in and out of people's lives and we're tired of other people walking in and out of our lives. We need a little bit of stability. We need some suitability. We need some connection. We need the divine soul feeling of love. We are tired because this is not our bag to hold. Mm. We are not even created for this kind of nonsense. We're not created for the war and the strife and the chaos. That's why it hits us like that. 
That's why men are sitting there and wanting to shut down and not talk to anybody because his heart is broken. And this is why women are sitting at home and she's been in the bed for three weeks, for four weeks. And she's not not taking care of the kids because she doesn't want to. She's not taking care of the kids because she's not taking care of herself. And where we call it neglect, she calls it surviving. She's trying to stay alive because a heartbreak and a woman is a really different heartbreak. And if she's cold to you, have you ever considered why she's cold to you? Did you start hot and then turn cold? If you turn hot in the beginning, and hot is the hot and heavy, right? Hot is the damn girl, you fine. You looking good, you looking like a prize. How you feeling today, mama? It's those random text messages of love and consideration and care that you're taking in the beginning when she's not yours yet. And that the closer she becomes to being yours and she's doing everything in her power to give you everything you need. Whether she's trying to learn how to cook or she's washing clothes and folding clothes and she's trying to tend to if you have kids. She's trying her best to tend to those kids that are not even hers. But the responsibility lies because she chose him and she chose them. But he's not asking how to help. He's taking care of his needs in the midst of it because as he does less, she does more. As he does less, she does more. He feels safe in that he can do less because he's got a partner now and he can rest but that's not always the case because she's tired too and she needs a partner so much of what we do could be done easier we could be so much better if we really learn to ask where can I assist stop asking women to tell me when you need something because she's not going to tell you when she needs something because she comes from a demographic and a cultural background that tells her even if you ask you're not going to receive mm. and it's a big deal and sometimes we say it and we say it again and they don't do it the first couple of times and men know, well, you know, I know she told, she told me three times, but by the time she's telling you the third time and you really get up to do it, it's because you, you, she's nagging you now and you don't like that she's nagging you, but she asked you twice already and you ignored her, not because you wanted to, but because you were overwhelmed mentally and emotionally and you failed to tell her. So some of this stuff can wait. Some of this stuff can wait and y'all can sit down and you can disarm yourselves and you can say, baby, I had a hard day. And she can say, baby, I had a hard day too. Well, fuck them dishes and order some food. Y'all got to be able to pour into each other. All of us got trauma. None of us got missed. None of us got missed. Because I don't care if you're at the top with a lot of privilege or at the bottom with a little bit of privilege. As a black person in America, you're either not enough or too much. So if this is already the societal norms from the exterior, right? If we already, we already got to be strong. We got to have a big butt. You got to have a big dick. You got to be able to have great sex. Oh, she's got to be this. He's got to be that. You have to have a standard and they want you to stick to that standard. They don't want you to be better. Because when we get a little bit of class, right? Now we realize, listen, this, this hood shit ain't it. Who told us that? We're too fly for this. When you really start to sit in your, your kingdom and your queendom, they're not ready for that. And then they make up things and they call you bougie. Bougie is only assigned to us. Why can't we have nice things? We even question one another, right? How does she get that? How did he get that? He must be dealing drugs. He must be doing that. But what if this person has been a go-getter for the last 15 years? You Like everybody wants to honor the rewards and praise and envy the rewards and praise and envy when somebody is doing good. But where the hell were you at when it was trauma, when it was darkness, when it was pain, when they didn't have food on the table? They didn't have food in the refrigerator. There, were, there was a time of lack. Nobody envies the time of lack and the time of scarcity. But everybody wants to talk trash about you when you're sitting in your abundance mm -hmm. because they're likely still in their lack. And your lack season is your lack season. The lack season creates the appreciation and the gratitude. The lack season exists for a reason. So don't think that everything is about being easy. Even healing hurts. 
If you get a scab as if you get a cut as it scabs, it starts to hurt. You feel the skin getting tighter because that is a little bit of change, right? That's that healing and healing hurts. But you know what happens on the other side is that you finally realize that, man, this shit was dark. This shit was deep. It was it was painful. When you hit rock bottom, rock bottom feels different. Rock bottom feels different. I've had hard days, right? But I had a nervous breakdown, which puts me, put me in rock bottom. And hitting rock bottom is real different than depression in and of itself. The reason it's different is that it's the it's the under the depression, right? It's when you think you've been outrunning your trauma, you think you've been outrunning your depression, you think you've been outrunning everything, and then it catches your neck because trauma doesn't leave you; it just hangs in the background waiting for an opening. Mm. And we usually give it the opening because we're always sitting on triggers. It's like a, it's like a minefield where we're all concerned when we're unhealed. So people are walking around and sometimes they're walking around on eggshells because they're afraid of you and you're, you're a violent or you're an aggressive person. So they don't want to say anything to you because they have a history of knowing that if they say something to you, you're going to snap because your minefield is greater because you failed yourself. You lack vulnerability. Vulnerability is not about all of us. It is about you. It is the individual. When I had my nervous breakdown, it changed my life because I was so tired and so exhausted and I was done. I didn't have any more. But when I woke up in the morning, when God got my black ass up in the morning, I said I will not ever put God or the universe or my ancestors in that position again. I will be damned if it takes some other ultimate force outside of me to save my life. I will be damned. I had to get up and do more and be more and be better. I've always been an ambitious person, so people never saw the darkness sitting in me at all. They never do. They never saw the darkness. I'm the strong one. I'm the good friend. I'm the friend that shows up no matter how dark your day is, when my darkness is darker than dark. And I still show up for each and every person in my life, and everyone that knows me personally knows that as facts. But nobody saw the depth of my darkness because they weren't, being, they weren't able to pay attention in that way because not only did I fail a certain level of vulnerability with them to be the caretaker, to be the nurturer, because again, there was a hole within my heart that was unhealed. So I needed to hold on to my friends or hold on to my man longer than I should have. Some of those things I overcompensated for because I needed to feel what love really felt like in that way. I had to learn something that nobody had really taught me. So now... When you go amongst these groups, I'm I'm the glue, right? Then you everybody's got a friend that you you tell everything to, or they're the glue. Your glue is usually glass. Your glue is usually glass. Your glue person and your dynamic, if you drop her or him, they're going to shatter because they are carrying everything, and the dynamic matters more to them than probably most of the dynamic. And why is that? Because that dynamic is their rock. That dynamic is their soul. They cultivate a very strategic type of friend around them, right? They, they cultivate that so that people can believe in this person. I needed my people to know that I had them regardless because I felt failed before. My family ending, my parents' divorce happening ended my life as I knew it. So I had to learn from scratch how to do this thing called life, Right? How to do this thing called love. I had to run into a lot of situations where men ended up teaching me something about myself. And I've been lucky in love. And I don't say I'm lucky in love because it didn't come without trauma. I had hella relationship trauma. I say that I've been lucky in love because everyone has taught a lesson to strengthen who I am as a woman. 
everyone has taught me something so significant and so beautiful. I didn't know me, so I'm learning me. And as a young black woman, men don't recognize that women are learning ourselves through you guys. Whether you wanted the responsibility or not, the moment that you say that you are a leader, the moment you say that you are our man, the moment you say that you are going to be here for us, we give you not just our hearts, but our soul and our mind. And we accept and expect and hope that you are going to not just cherish it, but nourish it and love it and, and caress it and hold it and protect it. That is what we expect of you. So just like you expect of us to cook and clean and wash and fold and take care of the kids, you're wanting us to hold the, the level of bag that you're not holding. So all the things that we're expecting you to do, we now have to do in totality with the things you're asking us to do. But the problem is that nobody even said that. Nobody asked the other person if you're capable of holding the things that I have as expectations and standards. Because we're letting our, our chemistry and our... We're letting our ass write checks. Our ass is writing checks, right? Our hearts end up cashing them. And a lot of us are in debt. What you got, Jeremy? I don't got nothing else. <laughs> I, 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 I got all of the questions, man. None of the answers. You can ask your questions. I hope uh, I have answers. Um, First... What is your cash app? Mine? What is um, your cash app? Or your Venmo? It's my cash app. I have a cash app, Daisy. Open up the... Let me see. Because they, they have, for the last I win 37 minutes, they have been asking for your cash app. And this was, the I think, a good moment. Oh, y'all are beautiful. To, to ask. Because they want to support and pour in. They you're Everyone's saying you're giving them gems. Oh. I'm putting it in right now. Um... It is Tara Davy, so T A R A H D A V I N. I'm typing it into the chat right now, um, but I'm gonna ask a question because I can't multitask. Go ahead. Um, well, um, we'll make a statement. I, I feel like I'm in a therapy session. Um, I'm hoping so. Um, and if I was on the sofa in a therapy session, this is the question or a conversation I would ask. Okay. Um, and I haven't gotten to this conversation in therapy yet, so I guess today I am. Yeah, it's a good place. Um, Sex gives me anxiety. Ah. For the things you mentioned, right? You you said that, you know, we are hypersexualized. Hypersexualized. You know the expectation is to have a big butt, a big dick, and great sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so sex becomes a chore, right? It's in, I mean, yes, the feeling of orgasm it feels good, but it is also a chore, like in that nervousness of like, am I pleasing her? Mm-hmm. Did I like? Did I? You know? Did I last long enough? Did I do this? Did I do those things? Is my dick big enough? Um, and I don't know. It's, it's been like that since I lost my virginity at what? Going to the sophomore year in high school, so it was fourteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and never been able to escape that. Is what is that? And as you, I'm gonna type this in as you. Okay. Do you need me to open up? Yes, I do actually. Um, oh, well, it's Tara Davy, T A R A H D A V I. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's get into. Oh gosh, just multiple things. 
First, sex being a chore is not just a chore to men. It's a chore to women, too. And not all the time, right? The thing is, sex becomes a chore because it lacks the intimate connection. So we we use the chemistry, right, in the beginning. The chemistry is, oh, God, he's so fine, she's so fine. Oh, God, I just got to have him, I got to touch him, I got to feel him. You know, that wears off when they're sick of each other. You know, when you're sick of each other, you're really just like, nah, I'm good. It doesn't matter how fine they are, how great their body is. It doesn't matter anymore. When you are sick of them, you are sick of them. The reason that, you want this back? No, we good. I got it. So the reason, my... But the reason that the reason we like intimacy is really for the, all the same reasons that we named for every other problem that we have. Mm-hmm. Intimacy is coming from a lot of the conversation. A lot of reasons that people rush to sex is because they believe that that's the best thing about them. They believe that mm. when they're really good at it, they know I can kill it with that. So let me at least knock that out of the box and then I'll have her or I'll have him under my particular thumb. But you want to have somebody under your thumb that you don't even know if you like yet. Mm. This Say that again. It's a, it's a big deal. Like we're talking about entering a womb of a woman, but you don't even know that woman to know her womb. Mm. But what about vice versa, though? I'm about to get oh, into why? that. Hit the mic, hit the mic. I'm about to get into that. Oh, why? Yes. The reason I want to get to, we talk about the, the men on the other side, right? The, the reason that the women give to y'all, because the reason that men come out of marriages and out of relationships is because he's not getting enough sex. So she feels like if I just give him that and I lock that in, I'll have him and then we're good. And it's not to say, it's not to say that it's right on either side. But women have moved recklessly, just like men have moved recklessly. But these things are, men really forget the cause and effect like a mug. And I say that because there's always an effect in there, right? For everybody. I know men that have been in relationships with women where they had a whole lot of sex and still left. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the sex thing, right? And same for women. Some women have had amazing sex with men and they stay because the sex is so good. Like, girl, I know he ain't shit, but oh, oh my God, the sex is just so good. I can't, I can't even leave him. He was talking to me crazy. He was cheating with, with, with this person, that person, that person. But oh my God, the dick is crazy, though. I got to stay with him. That's my man. And I'm number one. As long as I'm number one, it's okay. Because he already told me that it's not a lot of men in the world. And if he leaves me or, or I leave him, then some other woman's going to get them or going to get him. And he's going to do right by them. But sis, he wasn't going to do that. Because if he was going to do right, he would have valued and honored you. And why would she be different than you if you've been the person holding him down the whole time? One of the biggest problems that we have is that the man expects the woman to hold him down no matter what. Sometimes the men, y'all are leading these women into dark, murky waters and you don't even know where the hell you're going. And the thing is, you got to be able to say that. Because if you can say, baby, I might be leading you down the wrong path. Baby, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. What if she now says, but baby, I do. Because while you were out here grinding, I was out here learning. And I got a lesson to teach. Learn to learn from your woman. Because her voice is not just a voice, it is power. Every 5% is called your woman. That's your wisdom. So, Listen, when you get her right, you got to, we are plants. We are plants, right? You got to water. You got to water your plant. You got a plant? No. You got a plant? Yeah, upstairs. All right. So you got to water your plant, right? Why can't I have plants, God? There no. you go. You that's, that, that's the feminine side of me. I, I, I like flowers. Yes, yes. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I, like, I like lilies, yo. Let, let me talk you through. The, Nigga, the ain't nobody ever questioned you about liking flowers. Like, don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. You was looking at him? I've never questioned this nigga on anything that he likes. I actually that. stand up for yeah, this actually, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That, like, nah, he's absolutely him. the battery. Like, I go to bat for my nigga, like, yeah, straight like that. He's a pink bunny with a drum. What you real. talking about? Like, nah, bro. In the jaws. Nah, for real. You put a battery in your back. Well, let me get to the plant conversation because. The ladies are going to feel me okay. when I say, this is a lesson. No, I'm not. You're right. All right. All right. So the ladies are going to feel me when I say what I'm about to say, right? Women are like plants. You have to water your plant, right? For it to survive. That's survive. But for your plant to thrive, you have to clean the leaves, delicately make sure that you wipe the things off of your plant. You have to sing to it because it likes to be talked to nicely. If you play a little bit of music, oh my God, the way the photosynthesis is going to photosynthesize. Mm. Then, if you make sure that you give it a little bit of, let's say it's a new moon, a full moon, you give it a little bit of moon water, that plant is going to thrive differently because the energy from the moon has restored the balance in said plant. So... If you just show up and be physically present for your woman, she could survive in the relationship, right? But she would thrive in the relationship if you sat down and had a conversation of depth with her. If you learned about who she is and what she wants, because women usually say, I have an A in my man, but does your man have an A in you? The reason that's important is A, B, C, the grade. A lot of women believe that they have an A in their man. They understand what he needs and what he wants and what time he needs and what time he wants it, what his favorite likes are, what his his favorite things are. She feels like she understands him because she took the time to learn a lot of things about him in the beginning. So she learned a lot of things about him in the beginning. But if you ask the average man, if your woman has an A plus in you, what grade you got in her, son? And the truth is, a lot of men don't even know what the woman's favorite song is or who her favorite artist is. He probably doesn't even know that her favorite color might have been purple, but now it's yellow. Because he understood her for who she was when they got together because he fell in love with the myth of who she was when he met her. But then she developed into a flower. And she got planted and rooted herself. Sometimes she becomes a tree. The reason that's important is because he missed the process because he only knew her when she was a seed. Since we are women and we learn through our mate, when we start to develop who we are without a man, who we become is extremely different. When you get to that space of feeling healed and feeling loved and, and thriving on your own, the goal within our relationships is to make sure that we maintain our individuality and discover who we are so that then we can come back together and be beautiful. I'll give you my favorite example that I even talk to about with my clients. You have these houses, right? The way I talk to my clients is I break down their entire foundation when they meet me. I am a kick in the door therapist, right? So I break down the entire foundation. So now let's say it's a couple. We break down the whole foundation. We lay the groundwork first, right? We lay our brick and we, we get our we're flooring in and we start to build our walls. But we had to break everything down because everything you think you know, your whole entire belief system is based on what somebody else told you. There's a sprinkle of your own experiences, but your conditioning tells you that that experience is now it's, it's now taken over by the fact that somebody told you what to believe about it before it happened. So we break everything down, bare bones from the beginning, and we strategically rebuild your home 
We rebuild your home, right? And we don't put the furniture in yet because this is where we fail in relationships. You get in a relationship with someone and you immediately start putting furniture in the house and start decorating. You built nothing. You built nothing. So there's no foundation. All you got is furniture. So now you got furniture moving and you can't figure out why. Hold on. So, wait, what? You got to run that back. You said you said you're building the house, mm-hmm. but then you immediately start putting furniture in. With no. The... They already got their house. They didn't build a thing, right? Right, right, right. It's in here. And they just start moving the furniture in because they skipped all the steps of building gotcha, the actual gotcha. house. Okay, okay. So, but if you do this work on self first, right, before you get with somebody, because we immediately fall, you meet somebody and now you're in love and oh, all right, right, you got to be together. And sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes months, right? But you, whatever time frame you think it is, now we're ready to move in and yes, we're in there. But if you do what I teach them to do, which is lay the groundwork in your individual homes. Let's say there's a home here and a home here. You lay the groundwork for yourself and then you build your foundation in your own home. You want to know why you build your own foundation in your own home? Because you want to be a force on your own. You want to be a stable force on your own. So you strategically build your foundations with your walls. Okay. But you leave one wall off, and that is the wall that is facing the home of the other person. And you build a bridge. You build a bridge because the thing that we do so terribly is build walls. We're very good at at building walls. But you build a bridge, right? When you say that you want to be with a person, you be a force by yourself. You be a force by yourself. And then we're a greater force when we're together. You build your whole foundation. You put your bridge in there. You make sure you have your own roof, though, because your foundation requires a stable roof. And when you are talking about let's develop a love together, well, then you build a roof from your far side and his far side. And you build upward together and you enclose your houses together. You are still an individual. So you need to still have your own life, your own likes, your own friends. Have your own existence. Don't make your partner your emotional totem or your therapist or your walking journal. You let your partner not just be your partner, but be your companion. You let your person in. You let that man cry if he needs to cry. And if you dare feel like it makes you uncomfortable, then you have to say, I want you to cry. But it makes me uncomfortable because the thing that y'all don't realize is that women are not just easily comfortable with men crying. They're not comfortable crying. And a lot of times if you've seen your woman cry, it's not because she is feeling sad or protected and nurtured. It's because she is mad and she's trying to keep from murder. That's the real fact. This is how SNAP came about. It's a real fact that women can get very, very angry if your woman is crying. It's not because she's like, oh, God, I'm feeling so defeated. It's that she wants to murder. She wants to harm. She wants to bust you upside your head. And sometimes they do. I'm not condoning that, ladies. Let's not do that. We ain't going to jail behind no man. But he shouldn't be going to jail behind us either. If a man says, okay, baby. Sis, he said, okay. He said, okay. The reason that you have to accept the okay is that he doesn't even realize what he's done, but what he's done is set a boundary. That boundary might not be be rooted in health, though. 
that boundary might be rooted in patriarchy and intolerance and my ego has risen and what you are saying is affecting my ego so I'm not ready to hear it yet but her ego might be the reason that she even came to have this conversation everybody has an ego at play right the thing that we know for sure is that what we really want is to be desired and to be loved and nurtured. But what's greater than love, because love is a thing that you don't even get to control, right? Don't love me, honor me and desire, but honor me in value. Value who I am. Honor me as a woman. I'm not just a piece of ass walking. I am seven degrees strong. I am PhD. I am clinical psychotherapist. I am a sexologist. I am a hell of a mother. I can cook my ass off. I make sure that I, I study hard. I make sure that I'm a business builder. I make sure that I have good financial literacy. I make sure that I drive a nice vehicle, that I have good credit. I make sure that I give a damn about what I look like and what I smell like and what I think. I pay attention to what comes out of my mouth because my words are wise. Don't value me for my ass because I'm better than that. And then what do you do if one day I can't be ass anymore? What do you do if one day I'm wheelchair bound and something on me doesn't work? What if I lost my legs? Am I of less value? Am I less valuable now if I can't give you that thing? Worry about my mind and my heart because those things follow. Stop thinking that the way to get to a woman's love is through her vagina. It is not. It is through her mind and her heart. And we like food. Feed us. But this is important. Like, y'all want that too. What if we know these things and I don't want your heart, therefore I don't go that route? Then you got to stay home. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Because then you're playing with somebody else's soulmate. That means you're holding up somebody else's soulmate when you know your intentions are not there. And as a man that is trying to be a disciplined man, you want your intentions to be wise. Stay your ass home, Jay. You got to stay home. It's got to stay home. And if you're not going to stay home, then you got to be outside with the girl that wants to be outside. But you can't talk about her being outside because you're out there too. That's where I met her. All right. Okay. That's where I met her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, now, let's understand yeah, something yeah. else though. If you say that you, you don't want her heart, right? Mm -hmm. And she was in the same streets as you, so she doesn't want your heart either. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you really realize that she doesn't want your heart? Do you then want hers? Can't have it. That doesn't mean that you won't act like you want it because now you can't have it and a lot of men want what they can't have. What's your next question? <laughs> I don't know you answered it. What else I got? I've just been I just have been taking notes. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm taking a lot of notes. Okay. I mean we could we could definitely save a part three. Like we don't have to like get Oh, I would love to come. Yeah, we back. can definitely go and do a part three. Bro, cause she really came through. Like, all right, I, I, then, then, I don't got shit for her. Yeah, I don't have nothing. I don't even. I'm gonna ask this. I threw, I threw a jab or two. You yeah, know? Yeah, right, right, right. I'm, yeah, countered everything. What is it when you get jumped? As long as you get one. <laughs> I, I, got my lick off tomorrow. Right. I, we asked you then. I'm gonna ask you now. Mm -hmm. And have you been to DC since the pandemic? I went to DC a couple weeks ago for the Jenna and Listen party. Ooh. You was there? I was there. Oh man, you know Enchanta had one of our. Uh, we did women and whiskey with. She uh, had tickets there. She didn't go. Or had access. She got. She. I was gonna say she had access. Yeah, yeah it wasn't tickets. Yeah, 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 it was crazy. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was dope. It was dope. Dang, I know that was fly. I will say, get the album. Mm -hmm. And man, listen, I'm really about to spit for Jenna real quick. 
Do it. Get the album that is coming out because that man has done something for the black culture. And Joey Badass is actually in the middle of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Jadena did something amazing with this album. It's just something powerful about a black man in love. I can't wait to y'all listen to him mm. talk about her and talk about him. Oh, he's in a relationship. Yes. I can't wait till y'all feel that energy, right? Because that energy is going to make a man feel like, fuck the streets. I need to be in love. Mm. And that is where the mind needs to go. I'm on that now. You feel me? Yes. They heard you. You feel me? <laughs> hey. I'm on that now. I've been on yeah. that. Y'all are like that album. It's a it's a really dope. I just ain't but yes. been able to broadcast yeah. it. You feel me? You said you just ain't been able to broadcast it? Yeah. So so we can broadcast it now. Oh. No, I don't know what I'm saying. Like I just I'm I've been on trying to be in love, oh, but wow. you know what I mean? Just It wasn't cool. Shit don't work out in my favor, but I've always been. No, 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 no. You was the first in the crew to propose, so you <sighs> Yeah, that is true. It's the truth. It's, yeah, it's, but this is how many this is a decade ago. That sounds I mean But that's all of you all of the, the homies from a decade ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking of the homies, real quick, shout out to Chris. He just got married uh last weekend. Chris Brown. Chris Brown? Not the Oh, I was like Chris Brown. Chris who? <laughs> I don't know. Stop it! Like, his literally his name is Chris Brown. Right, um, right. But nah, uh, Jermaine and Jermaine and uh, that's my squad. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right, he got married last weekend, so yo, shout out to him. Congratulations on your union and everything like that, man. That was that was dope. That's crazy. Johnny <laughs> Johnny's getting married you know, literally in a month. Shout out to Jay. Jay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yo. Johnny's getting married in, yeah. in a month. Jeremy uh, next year. So like, yeah, hopefully. Vashon is getting married. Propose he's getting married later this year. Is this year? I think it's this year. Okay. I think it's this year. Shout out to Mr. Vashon, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yo. Yeah. So a lot of the homies is yeah, shit, that's out there. Yeah. 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 Y'all yeah, deserve nigga. that album. Y'all deserve the album. Y'all will see why. The love Okay. Is. You heard it before everybody else? I sure did. That's what's up. Yeah, I did. I did. It was pretty dope. Hey, you saying that? Yeah, let me get that thumb drive. Not, I know. Right. <laughs> right. I know. I know you. I know you got some live some video from the from the. Oh yeah, I do got videos from it. All right, so you was at you was at the Jadena listening party. Yeah, so that was in DC. In DC, so imagine after the listening party, you probably some probably somewhere on U Street they grab you. Like Who doc, grabs me? Somebody, some some random <laughs> listener. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 Ain't nobody grabbing shit. All right, me. they politely come up to you and say, Doctor T. We seen you on the okay. podcast. Uh-huh. We need you to come speak to the people. So uh-huh. they 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 come whisk you away and they put you in front of a microphone. You're on the National Mall and you're looking out. I'm like, who am I talking to? Somebody's to see a black people. It's like, oh my people, too easy. But you look closer to see a black men. If for some reason you're at the midnight real brother march and you're talking to a million black men, and your task in that moment is to ask. A million black men, one question, and they each will give you your unique, their unique answer. What do you ask? What do I ask? I would ask, what would it take to unchain your mind to become your most limitless version? Hmm. What would it take to unchain my mind to become my most unlimited version? I know. Vulnerability. The the feeling of safe spaces to be vulnerable, to be my true and authentic self. To be the parts of me 
that I'm ashamed of. To be the parts of me I'm most proud of, but are not socially cool mm. or popular, right? The the support, the cultural support, really, to 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 be pushed further, right? You 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 mentioned that you know in some in some friend groups, there are, f- are friend groups of go getters. And sometimes mm-hmm. people that are go-getters no longer feel like being go-getters. Or they were never go-getters at all, right? And so just being able to be whoever I need to be in the friend group, whoever I am, to always be that. And sometimes it is like I need the push, mm-hmm. right? I, I, yeah, I don't think I need to over, over say it. It's really the, the opportunity to be vulnerable, consistently being vulnerable. Mm. Respect that, man. Thank you, girl. <laughs> Not for real. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. So. it was honest and vulnerable. Yeah, see, yeah. Mm-hmm. you start, man. It's, yeah, you gotta start today, right? You can start today. Proud of you, bro. Proud of you. Your turn. Camera three's on. On me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I need? Um, I think I just need balance. Mm. I just need balance. Um, I speak a lot about that because I don't have that, mm-hmm. and I think I need the the I need the feminine balance. Yeah, you know, like like real talk. I I need that. I know for a fact I need needs and wants. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that at this stage in my life, for not just myself, my girls, I need that balance because there are things that <laughs> yes I can show them or teach them. Mm-hmm. But the balance to have feminine energy around to to teach and show them will will help tremendously mm-hmm. with their upbringing and their perspective on life and them understanding from both sides of the spectrum, not just mine. Um, balance. I'll leave it at that. Those were good. Balance Thank and you. vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by Balance and Vulnerability. <laughs> Where the balloons at? They got full. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dr. T, thank you. You're welcome. Seriously, thank you for your energy. Yes. Uh, Most welcome. importantly, the energy, right? We're going to host that. We're going to put it in, in this bottle. <laughs> oh. Yes, that's right on time. Get my energy. Is that always there? From my energy. I know. I just had this earlier. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was drinking some of this, so we're gonna put this in here. Yeah, just go ahead and take bottling some. up the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, I'm a high yeah. vibrating being. You are. Okay? You gotta. You gotta make sure that you sit in that right. Whoever mm-hmm. you are, when you are sitting in your highest place, you make sure you acknowledge that you're sitting in your highest place, and don't let anybody diminish that. No matter what other people have going on, right? You always walk around with a filled cup. Mm. You make sure that you are consistently pouring in and loving on yourself. You make sure when you look in the mirror, you say, hey, handsome. Hey, gorgeous. Mm. Make sure that you hold your heart. Make sure that you hold your head. Protect your crown. Protect your heart. Yeah, yeah. Protect your feet. Watch whose house you walk in, whose life you walk in. Protect yourself. Ashe. Ashe. Well, listen, y'all. I don't. We, part three is coming soon. Yeah, part yeah, three coming yeah, real yeah. soon. <laughs> Hopefully next month before Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love that. My birthday's May 11th. Oh, not, oh wow. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to get you. Yeah, we need to get you back on that. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get you back for a part three. Uh, so we can get a good talking to. The eleventh <laughs> is it Wednesday or Thursday? The 11th or Thursday. Boom, May 11th <laughs> on her birthday. Well, can we make sure she don't have plans first? I just be she just, she does now. Oh, look at that. You know what? I can probably make room for you. See what I'm saying? Y'all speak. With, she said, speak with intention. That listen, I, I did say I that. You, bro, you're right. I did say that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. but um, seriously, Doctor T, thank you so much for coming back again. We appreciate you so, 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 so much. This has been an amazing, an amazing time. Um, I don't know if we can. I mean, ain't nothing to follow that. <laughs> ain't a damn cash app. app. Cash app is to follow that. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. come on. Y'all know. At least drop the copay. Come on. <laughs> For real, this is free therapy right here. <laughs> <laughs> drop the copay. It's something. Shit, we damn near about to get charged by the hour. <laughs> right, right. Jesus. But nah, seriously, yes. thank you for coming again. We appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed yourself again. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. With My us pleasure. and uh, the people out there, you you might have uh, broke the internet, broke our <laughs> broke, broke our internet, you know what I'm saying, for uh first time in history. Uh, but we, we do appreciate you and a black woman did that yes. you know what I'm saying so um, yeah I don't really have too much more my cup is almost empty but that's alright um, Jay you got anything I'm good man I do have one what couple more things a uh, couple more things I do want to give my utmost uh, uh, condolences to my sister uh, Brianna she's uh, she's dealing with the, the transition of her grandmother uh, with her funerals today so I just want to say Brianna we love you we support and uh, you know the energy and positivity and healing and strength is around you today um, so just want to send my condolences to that um, something else in April uh, is if it's not April 7th yet but I do want to give an early birthday shout out to my guy Ike this has been my friend my male friend mm-hmm. since we were 15 oh. like that's been my guy since we were 15 uh, so it's happy birthday to you, brother. Um, another rotation around the sun. Love you, uh, you and the kids and the wife and everything. Like it's it's been an amazing journey. Um, anything else in April? Anything coming up? Second Second Friday's coming up. Second Friday next week at Swell. So that's nine oh six Washington Boulevard. Talent to be determined. Yes, talent to be determined, but DJ will always be on the ones and twos. It, it might be spoken word. Ooh, <laughs> we might get, some, we you might get another talking to. Word. You might get a talking to. <laughs> DJ Chris Kane on the ones and twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris Kane. Yeah, Chris She's Kane in the building. Yeah, Chris Kane. Uh, Chris Kane put up a note on his story said, I'm outside, so you better catch her. You better catch her. But yeah, yeah, so, most yeah, definitely. I just want to send love and peace and positivity to everybody, uh, not just in my personal circle, but in our personal circles and. Uh, just, just, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, what I mean, the fight is not over. So, uh, put your best foot forward and and just stay prayed up. And speaking on being prayed up, invite to church this weekend, Union Church. We have service on Friday, Good Friday. We have service on Saturday at five o'clock and six forty-five p.m. Okay. Then we have four services on Sunday. That's eight thirty, eight fifteen, twelve o'clock, and one forty-five. So if you don't get in church this weekend. It was on you. But no, this is a, definitely an invitation. If you want to come check me, I'll be there on Friday and Sunday um, behind camera four. So I'll be on the stage by the drums. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything? 
Some shout outs? Um, yes, a lot of thank yous to my family and friends and now new family and friends that have joined us today. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I know I probably pulled in some heartstrings, made look made a few people cry, made a few people laugh, but it's all for the growth of all of us, right? It's for the growth, it's for the love, and if we're not gonna do it for anything else, we should do it for the love. So thank you. And I'm going to Amazon and y'all can buy my books. I got a new one coming out next month. Oh, we didn't shout out the books now. One point. Nah, nah, yeah, nah. I got to do it at the end. I didn't want to do it in the beginning because it wasn't right, about right, me. Right. It was about the people. Let, let's, right? let's get to these books right now. Yes. They, there's, there's a lot of them right now. But there's an adult coloring book. There are two journals. There's a manifestation journal and there's a prompted journal. Um, I am working on a book currently that is a guidebook that will be out next month. So the guidebook is a heavy hitter. I am putting my heart and soul in this book for you guys. And I'm hoping that everyone absolutely loves it. But it is on Amazon. Put my first name and last name in. And they're in the link on my right. bio. So in May, she will be at Swill uh, probably the second Friday right after her birthday. We, we're doing a book signing. So we're going to order. I'm going to order all of the books we need. We're doing a book signing. Oh. Yeah. So get your books. You can get them signed. See it in person. Oh, I, I can see a comment in there. And oh man, it's so sad. I hate when it happens. Okay. Whatever. So I'm not I'm not taking new individual clients because I am booked until 2024. All right, All right. well, get, hey, well, we, let's schedule 2025 then. Let's go. But, so no? I, right, I st- well, listen, I stopped taking individual clients because I need to serve a greater need. The mm-hmm. reason for creating this guide is to create a course so that I can help people with what I what we all call self therapy. I can't duplicate myself, right? But I can do my best to talk to the masses and get mm-hmm. in events and and speak and have tools mm-hmm. when we're all together so that you guys will be able to get the the understanding and the feedback, right? So you're not going through a, through all of these programs or these books or journals by yourself. I'm there for the feedback. This is the reason to create the courses. This is the reason for me to get to events and luncheons. And if you have them, invite me. At the end of the day, I really want to just get in front of more people. And as much as I love all of my clients, if I'm only serving individuals, I'm missing hundreds and hundreds of people that need to hear this. Okay. We need to have these conversations. So we need so. we need we need more conversations like this. So we need mm-hmm. scheduled monthly topics to to feed the people. You need to buy the books. Get the books. Do the courses. Do, do the, the courses clubs. and do the work. Okay. Okay. We, uh, okay. I see the vision. But I thank you. That is thank that's, you. Yes, my yes. goal is yes. to to broaden right because. I know what it feels like on this side, right? And this side is that beautiful side, that soft side, that that exciting side, the soft life side. I know what it feels like on this side. I've been on the other side where a lot of us have been, right? That rock bottom side, that life is hard and you can't find the balance and you can't get up. I've been mm-hmm. on that side. But baby, this side is beautiful and baby. I ain't never going back. Mm-hmm. And so call me Harriet Tubman because I'm coming back to get everybody. Ooh. And thank you. Tara Tubman. <laughs> Tara Tubman. Tara Tubman. Come on. Let's go. All right. Literally. For real. We out of here this time. Yeah. Y'all got thank y- you. assignments, so cash app, so and books. Cookout goodbye. Yeah, but uh definitely. Yeah, love love everybody, man. Tara, thank you again for coming out. Please follow her. Hey, how can they follow you? Just so we so we can get that out the way as well. At Tara underscore Davidson. Mm-hmm. And my website's up there too. Okay. But I think she put it in the comments. Okay. All it's right, in the bet. comments on the so, Latira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look out for Princess a follower. Daisy. Get your get your knowledge up. Get your uh, healing up, and uh, get your energy up. So let's uh, we're gonna get up out of here. Speaking of energy, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let Alpha Mist take us up on out of here. So without further ado, uh, as always.
Love, love life, life and, and libations. So I 